Welcome to Blind Love Radio. I'm your host, Anna Rosen. Enjoy these heartfelt conversations having to do with creativity, transformation, and the divine. Welcome back to Blind Love Radio. I am your host, Anna, and I have a little bit of a cold today, so I might sound a little a little wheezy, but hey, it's all easy. Was that silly? That was silly. But I have such a fun guest today. I have Cody from Moss and Bones, and we have such a fun time just geeking out about astrology and talking about tarot and talking about the relationship between astrology and tarot and, um everything in between but it's very astrology heavy so um if you're into that then you are gonna love it leo so without any further ado i just want to roll right into the episode i hope you guys love it enjoy um go follow cody at moss and bones um he is very talented gifted young man so i really want everybody out there to support him without any further ado here is my podcast with cody see you on the other side yourself for everyone. Hi, uh, I'm Cody, Cody Moss, and you can find me at Moss and Bones on Instagram. I am non-binary, queer, uh, disabled, and I identify as a witch. Perfect. So what are your signs? Um, My sun is a Gemini, and my moon is a Libra, and my rising is Scorpio. (laughs) I love that. I'm also Scorpio rising. So how do you feel like that shows up for you? Um, It's actually really funny because when I was first introduced to more than just the sun sign, um, I totally understood my moon sign. I was like, Libra, yes, that means because I've never really felt like a Gemini. Um, So I was totally into the Libra. And then I heard Scorpio and I was like, excuse me, isn't that like really intense? And people are like, oh my god, but you're such a Scorpio. Excuse me. Um, But now that I uh, am a little more into it, I definitely see what they mean. I've got a lot of Scorpio in me. Yeah, totally. I can feel it, especially with like the moon shirt. Yeah, and you're wearing all black too. It's like definitely the vibe. I love it. That's so cool. So how did you get into astrology? Um, so I think we've, well, maybe it's just my generation, so I'll speak for myself, but I grew up with just the basic sun sign astrology, and mm-hmm. I always thought it was kind of cool, because every single person in my family is a Gemini, and we are also different. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so then now, once I got to like probably college age, I started learning that there was more to it, but it was only really... I think this past Scorpio season that I really dove into it. Um, yeah, I just felt like I've always 
always been into tarot and that was kind of my main thing and I don't know this year I just kind of felt like there's more information out there and I just really want to dive into it all yeah and I feel like it really layers onto everything with tarot like it Um, gives you like such a greater insight and a bigger picture to everything that's happening um and like it gives you I don't know it just feels like these archetypes are like ruled by these energies too and like you get such a richer knowledge when you start seeing like cards pop up like all the time that are in line with the season and now I anytime I see the devil card I just immediately go to Capricorn which I think is so helpful with cards like the devil where it's like uh-huh. what do I make of this it's like I know what to make of this yeah it's like also it makes it so you don't always have to take it so personally like yeah. it almost feels like more of that idea of the invitation of it like it's there for you to work with And it's going to be influencing you whether you, like, realize it or not. So you might as well realize it and then be able to, like, choose what, like, how you want to work with it, I guess. Feels cool. Yeah. So how do you feel about Pisces season since we just went into that? Um, It's funny. I was actually just thinking to myself before we got into Pisces season, I was like really excited because I feel like I'm such like a daydreamy kind of person. Uh huh. And we're here and I remembered my Saturn is in Pisces. Mm. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. So uh, it's definitely not as like, I feel very like, scattered and a little bit stressed, but I think, you know, it's, it's just the beginning and I'm really excited. I actually, I'm really enjoying studying astrology through the sun signs and seeing what the moon does during those sun signs um and I'm I'm just finding that it's so much fun to learn that it's kind of distracting me from how it's all making me feel I'm obsessed with Heidi Rose Robbins her moon notes do you read those on Instagram you know, I'm not too sure. I don't think I do. Oh my God, follow her. And she writes every day like a little, like almost like a love note to the moon and like what sign it's in. And then she writes like a little thing about it and like how you can use that energy. And it's all about like the emotional energy too. So it's like, like the moon will be in Taurus and she'll be like, gather with friends and like share a bottle of wine and really like feel the earth and the hominess. I love those. And it's so cool to like be guided to like learn to train yourself to notice those things. And I feel Pisces has been really hard for me. I mean, I feel like it's like so intense and amazing, but at the same time, I feel like I, this is really, I'd say the first complete year I've come to like a year where I've really been like paying attention to astrology. And I feel like having a little bit of like background to it now, and I'm able to like, look at it in a whole different point of view which is so cool um and I think I'm able to like make more of it but I think like Scorpio season was just so intense 
Like, definitely intense for me. I feel like every Scorpio season, looking back, like, I am dying and I am, like, re- like reborn <laughs> in, like, the course of a month. That's beautiful. So, it, on theme. so on theme. So on theme. And I was like, oh, well, Pisces, like, is usually, like, creative, but, like, it seems, like, a lot more gentle, but it's, like, Pisces addiction, (laughs) like, escapism, like, there's, like, all these, like, other layers and, like, nuances that, like, are the flip side of the coin to it, like, yeah, it's, like, dreaming, but then it's, like, getting lost in dreams also. And I think everything that's also going on in the stars, like, with so many things still in Capricorn, and I don't know where Pisces falls in your chart, but for me, it falls in my fifth house with creativity with Saturn, so I think all of those little details just really... Yes, totally. And I have, like, my Neptune is conjunct my sun in Capricorn, and everything's in Capricorn. So it's like the biggest part of my chart. And it's like these two, and it's like Saturn's there, and Uranus. And so it's like you have to do all of these, like, you have to, like, make these dreams come true. And, but, like, you have to do it in this, like, totally bizarre way that's, like. (laughs) Gotta love it. It's just really challenging, though. (laughs) Like, I didn't, I didn't expect, um, like, I'm delightfully, like, surprised by it. But then also, like, man, this is, like, really hard work. And, yeah. and, like, something else I've noticed with, like, water seasons, it's almost like you can't look directly at them or they, like, all of a sudden they shift and it's, like, everything that you thought you knew, like, is all an illusion. I don't know. It's, like, you kind of just have to, like, flow with it and then look back, like, after the yeah. season I don't know. It's just, like, it seems a little tricky. Yeah, that's going to be interesting how that plays out with the Mercury retrograde that's happening because we're in the shadow period. The shadow period started the first day of Pisces season. Mm. So we're going to have to come all the way back through that. So I wonder how that flows. Oh, that's interesting. fun or I feel like it's almost, like, another element of, like, reflection within water. Like, almost, yeah. like, sound bouncing off of water or something in, like, a cave, like, an echo. Yeah. Like, what echoes will we hear, like, boomeranged back from us? <laughs> yeah, so, like, what are some big transits that have been going on with you? <laughs> um, there's, there's been some that have been destroying me for two two years now um and that's been Pluto I think it's been yeah Pluto trying to Chiron and Chiron trying to Pluto Um, what's your Chiron in my Chiron is in Virgo um and yeah apparently that has a lot to do with physical health and yeah that is very relevant yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, and Pluto is, um, 
in Scorpio in my chart and it's in my first house. That's what I have. Yeah, that's How do you feel like that? I was thinking about the other day, like how does that show up in the first house for you? For me, I feel like, well, I moved around a lot as a kid. I've always like switched friends a lot. I feel like I'm really familiar with like the death slash power kind of energy where it's just like, all right, this is over. What's next? Mm -hmm. Um, I like, I'm not great with change. I'm like, a very habitual and routine person, but I think there's like a part of my brain that understands like when it's time, it's time, and just like like rip it off like band-aid kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's that fixed part of Scorpio, right? Like yeah. it might be like hard to change, but when you do, it's like super deep. Yeah. Like the change that occurs is just like oh my god, everything's totally different. Yeah, it feels like there's, yeah, I'm very familiar with, like, major life shifts, but, like, daily routine changes gets under my skin. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I can see that. And I feel like with the Gemini, too, like, I feel like Gemini, I don't know, it's like you guys are so intelligent, so it's like, well, of course this is the way it should be done. (laughs) Yeah, and I Scorpio because it feels like they're both like one is so intense and one is like so soft and sweet yeah it kind of like counterbalances it yeah it just kind of feels like a little house for those two parts of me to just hang out in Ooh, I like that yeah it's a little fun yeah so what are what are your sun and moon signs so I'm a Capricorn sun and a Pisces moon okay okay and then Scorpio rising baby I really like it. Yeah, I never totally related to being a Capricorn, like, reading it about, reading about it when I was younger, but then totally once I learned about all the water in my chart, I was like, oh, that's why I'm so emo. <laughs> okay, that totally makes sense, but, like, I feel like the Capricorn, once I, like, learned how well actually now looking back like I feel like I inhabited a lot of the negative traits of Capricorn when I was younger like really that like devil card of like really being chained by your habits and then when you kind of like allow yourself to like transform through that I think I bring like a lot of that Scorpio energy to that like transforming through challenge Um, and, like, rising above it, like, going up the mountain and, like, really, but it's, like, you're conquering yourself, right? Yeah. Like, the mountain is you. It's just, like, constantly, (laughs) it's just, like, working on your shit. (laughs) Like, that's totally how it plays out. That's amazing. See, the only thing I have in my chart that's a Capricorn is Neptune, which I think Mm. is really interesting because... Neptune is ruled by Pisces and Saturn is ruled by Capricorn and I have my Neptune in Capricorn and my Saturn in Pisces so I I haven't figured out what that is yet but I'm sure it's going to be something juicy to figure out one day. It's going to be your life work whatever it is. I love that about I think that's so interesting about this because it gives me something to like conceptualize. I'm the kind of person that really is not necessarily the best at understanding humanness 
Um, like I've always felt like I understand like cosmic realities or like major thoughts. Like even as a little kid, I was really quite freaky walking around saying some <laughs> weird mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but like just fundamental, simple human things have always just been like really confusing. And this feels like such a like beautiful and grounded way of like grabbing the stars and making it human and giving me a way of understanding humanness. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, and it's just been really, um, it's fun. It feels like it's working with me on my level. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool. I love how it's able to, like, transform into, like, however you're able to, like, understand it. Yeah. It can take on. There's just, like, so much. (laughs) There is so much. And it's cool that it's, like, you can kind of dive into it, like, little bits of it at a time. Because you can explore it throughout the year, like, with the Zodiac, which I love. And then you're able to, like, really experience it and form a relationship with the energies. It's just how you form a relationship with your tarot deck. Yeah, something that I've really been loving since about Scorpio season is I used to make a playlist on my phone for the month, and now I make them for the sun sign, and Mm -hmm. I'm feeling, like, it being able to go back and look at what I was listening to during that time and like how I was feeling into the energy that month is just like really interesting and I feel like it's going to be a really cool thing to look back on. It's so cool and you can really learn a lot about yourself with like how you interacted with it. Yeah. And I love being able to like look into transits and see what was going on. And be like, oh, that makes sense. That's why I lost my shit. Or, like, whatever happened. Yes. (laughs) Completely. I I love it. It's endlessly fascinating for me. I don't know if I mentioned, but my Mars is in Virgo. So there's that. um, How does that come up? Very much in, like, anytime I do things, um, I just have, like, obsessive notes I have a lot of oh my god I saw this I love this (laughs) oh my god going ham and like when I and even that is kind of like how I've learned astrology because it started with me just writing out the words that I saw on the app to figure out like what does this even mean um and then I started pairing different like symbols in and learning how to write it out and it kind of it looks and feels like learning math without having to do calculations and just like speaking and translate. It's it's so much fun. To people who can't see, Cody held up this journal with the most beautiful like writing of all of these transits and he used the symbols and it's all neat and organized and very Virgo-like and I totally understand that now. what I showed you those two pages that was for two separate days those were just two days of information oh my god just two <laughs> days it looked like years <laughs> really not specific I could, yeah so that's how the Virgo comes out it's like I could leave out this less important thing um but what is less important it's all so important so it just I love that and what house is that in What's the 10th? Oh, the t- uh, Capricorn. Um, right? The, is ruled by Capricorn? Because it's the 10th house of career. What's yes, your midheaven? Yes. It's Leo. 
Um, oh, me so, too. Yes, yeah. we talked about this. Yeah. And but Mars in Virgo is the closest planet that I have to my midheaven, and I heard from somebody that like the closest planet to your midheaven could be considered the ruler of your chart. So I found oh, that really interesting. That's uh, interesting. I, I feel like I, they also mentioned that the ascendant could be considered like the ruler of your chart. Um, I'm just finding it so interesting to go through everything that I'm hearing and figuring it out. And I feel very, ru- I feel like I could be ruled by Scorpio. That's kind of how I feel. I feel very, I feel very Scorpio. I feel like ruler of like transformation. I'm like just always trying to turn darkness into light. Yeah. Like, that could be my mission. Yes, and I, I think something that also comes through is the, like, the Venus and the Libra in me, because I'm just, my Venus is in Taurus, so it's, mm, like, That's really but beautiful. Like, yeah, I, I really do love that, but it makes it so that sometimes when I'm trying to comfort people that are angry, I end up making them angrier because I'm bringing, like, so much equalness that they're just, like, just be angry with me. Mm, hmm <laughs> there's so much of both yeah I could see that I have Mars in Sagittarius in the first house that's fun what's the first house okay what is the The first first house house, oh the first house is um the identity house oh your identity I feel like it shows up like I read something um like you get out your frustration through exercise and I feel like that's really true yeah I can see that Um, I can also see it being easy to like start projects or get things like moving yes totally I feel like I am always starting random shit that's awesome (laughs) yeah and I guess like with Scorpio or Pluto being in that um house also do you think planets that are just close to each other, like, play off each other? Have you found that? I don't know. I, I don't know yet, but I definitely think it's, it can't be irrelevant. Nothing in this is irrelevant. There's two things <laughs> for it to be irrelevant. <laughs> because I like to start projects, but then I also like to let projects die. Like... <laughs> Yes, I am a, right after the new moon, so a, what is that, waxing crescent? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Really? Does it? Yeah. yeah. How? um, Like, the new moon is great for starting things, and Mm. so, like, I would think that, like, being really close to the new moon, it's like, let's get things started, but then it kind of just, like, peters off kind of yes thing. oh my god yeah. that's me what yeah. were you born I under born, i think i was born i haven't fully figured it out because i haven't been paying attention during gemini season but i think i'm born around the first quarter moon when it's waxing or just after that so i think it would be a waxing gibbous um i can kind of see that because i'm not great at starting things but i'm also horrible at finishing things like I can get myself to start like almost you can almost finish it it's like that weird in between the project and I'm like swimming in project and then something just happens and it's just gone (laughs) (laughs) damn it it's that Scorpio though it's like nope (laughs) there's something else to happen there's there's new 
stuff. <laughs> so do you have any, like, besides Venus and Taurus, do you have any other Earth? And you have the Virgo, a little bit of Virgo, right? Yeah, so I have Mars and Virgo. Yeah, Chiron is in Virgo. Venus is in Taurus. I think that's everything. Um, I definitely, I have like a really even balance of everything except for fire. Um, there's, I think there's only one planet I have. It's my Jupiter is in Sagittarius and that's like the only fire in my chart. And you have your midheaven in Leo. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then everything else for the, what is, what was in Jupiter or what was Uh, in, what? It was, it's <laughs> <laughs> who the what the what the what uh, yeah yeah it's, so I just actually had my um Jupiter return right around when I got interested in all of this new information which I think is beautiful because it does feel like my like thought process and information has kind of exploded since then um it's really cool so tell me about Jupiter. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> That's know okay. That, um, when I knew it was my Jupiter return, I got real frustrated and nervous. And it's ruled by Sagittarius, right? Yeah, I have a lot of planets in the signs that they're ruled by. That's cool. I feel like yeah. that's neat. Sagittarius is also the scholar, right? You seem super yeah. intelligent. Yeah, I I think because in school I always had that like, oh, if you tried harder, you'd probably get A pluses on everything because I got like A's and B's on everything without trying. Um, but I was just like really having fun with like my media. Like I just like pouring my energy into the things that I really like. I think it's the Scorpio being very obsessive where it's just, you know, if I like it, I'm going to go ham and I have the capacity to, but if it's boring. Like, oh, I'm totally yeah, like that. I have to, like, it has to also be my way. Like Uranus yeah. and Capricorn. Like, yeah. like don't tell me what to do. Completely, completely. Mine's in Aquarius. Uh-huh. Um, and which is. Oh, yeah, don't tell, like, don't, like, going against groups, right? Yeah, it's like, I'm going to be a weirdo. Try to change that. Yeah. Not a problem. Uh-huh, totally. Yep. I have Venus in Aquarius, which I feel like can show up where, like, I've noticed. I remember, like, I got into, like, a a thing with my mom when all of, like, the Venus stuff went into Scorpio and, like, we were really, like, working on our relationship, and then it went into Aquarius, and I feel like she just, like, ghosted me for a minute, and I was, like, (laughs) 
I was like, she just needs a minute, but this feels like very Venus and Aquarius, like just kind of like disappearing too, like the air. (laughs) But, and then, but I also thought back on it and I feel like I started the podcast around that time. So it was like getting together with other people and like sharing these beautiful conversations and like a feeling of like brainstorming, um, which I think is cool. But I feel like it definitely, it's interesting how energies can show up in different ways. Absolutely. It's so interesting. It is. So what's like, have you ever looked back and seen like crazy transits that have like explained stuff for you um the only really crazy one that I've noticed was when I went back and because when I saw the Pluto and Chiron transit just looking at it I was like okay that doesn't look uh great and then I saw the exact dates and it went to the exact day that like wow literally the exact day because it was relevant to like getting on a plane that day (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um yeah that was it's definitely made me take Pluto very seriously (laughs) 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 not to be messed with um but I I don't fuck with Pluto (laughs) yeah really it's just and finding out that like not everybody has a lot of Pluto aspects happening in their chart it just makes a lot of sense that I would have chosen this (laughs) yeah that's so interesting so I want to talk about tarot too so like what like have you been pulling any cards that have been showing up a lot or like anything that's I don't know discoveries you're making you know recently it feels like tarot is literally telling me go away you have literally all of the information and access and tools you need in your brain but you're not developing it because you want these cards to tell you Mm. um so it seems to work fine anytime anybody else has a question Mm -hmm. (laughs) if my mom wants to know something perfect answers uh anytime I have questions about myself it's like (laughs) go develop your skills so I've just been spending a lot of time trying to really Um, Like a new practice that I've instilled because I've been wanting to um, enhance my communication with spirits through just hearing it because I consider myself a channeler. So I wanted to like open that channel Um, and I've been finding it really frustrating and like it's not happening that fast. And then I realized I've never really just sat down and clearly stated like, hey, if you want to talk to me right now. Like, I'm listening and giving them, like, a few minutes to say something. So I've been doing that for the past three days, and I definitely think I'm going to keep that in my practice. Um, It definitely feels like it has potential to be really... Yeah, have you gotten anything good? Um, Well, so the brain does this thing where it's, like, anything you just got is completely just made up because you just thought those things. Ooh, do you want to try um, it now? Oh, 
was like, if you want to test on me. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe after. Okay, okay, totally fair. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely been an interesting process because I, like I did end up having a conversation with what felt like two different entities the other day. And the first one I was just talking to, and that was the one that I was like, I'm definitely making this up in my head. And then another one came in very, not as polite. (laughs) It was like, you're insane. Why would you think this is, they were very, um, confirming that this was a conversation and um, I was thinking, like, you know, why why would it be coming through in my voice, in my head, like that? I'm just like I'm just making stuff up. And they were telling me that if you think you're crazy having your own thoughts in your head, how do you think you would feel if you heard this <laughs> voice? And you're, like, you wouldn't even hear the message. You'd just be freaking out. Um, and that's true. Yeah, <laughs> so totally. I, but it's definitely. I feel like yeah. spirit talks to you in your own voice. It, yeah, I think I think we're always waiting for spirit to come through in a way that it comes through for other people, and we don't really stop to take into account how we hear things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, because I I think spirit is smart enough to know what's going to freak you out too much for you to like be present for what they're trying to tell you. So, like, I spent a long time being jealous that I couldn't see things. But, like, if I'm laying in bed and I see something, I'm not <laughs> getting wisdom from this, this entity. I'm going to be freaking out. So, totally. Uh, I'm learning to be really grateful for the fact that they know me better than I do. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think that's, like, part of, like, developing trust and, like, knowing that it's, like, really for your benefit. And that's another reason why I'm starting this daily practice, because I think the more I let myself believe, like, okay, maybe that was something. I don't know. I'm not going to dismiss it as crazy. I'm just going to – it's just for fun for now, and we'll see what happens. I think that will build the trust that, like, I'm comfortable with this. Maybe it will come through differently, or maybe I'll just understand how it is currently coming through better. Cool. I I Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I also need to remind myself I'm 23 and I keep feeling like I'm ancient. And No, <laughs> you're such a baby. <laughs> I, I definitely started to understand that when I learned about Saturn returns. It's been such a big relief because I'm like, oh, okay. There's actually like many years before I'm of real adults. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And it also, like, takes the pressure off. It's like, ah, uh, like, nobody knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And I feel like that's, like, the time where you're just developing skills, too. And people yeah. have, like, multiple careers and multiple skills yeah, <laughs> over a like- lifetime. <laughs> so true. And I Like, oh, you know, you need to be this much at this age. But, like, you can't rush Saturn. Saturn's not going <laughs> there because you're impatient. Like, like, that's, like, really helpful to just, like, as a reality check. Like, this is how time moves. You can't change it just because we're impatient humans that think we should be in XYZ position before we are ready. 
It's so interesting seeing Saturn in Neptune for you. I feel like it would be such like a call towards spirituality, which I feel like is exactly what you're doing. You're going to be like rocking and rolling by the time you're there. (laughs) I certainly hope so. Um, I I just looked it up this morning to double check and, um, for the exact day of my Saturn return, um, of which it will retrograde and there will be more, but for the exact day, um, there will be seven, seven different, um, planets hanging out in my fifth house. And I struggle with creativity. The fifth house rules creativity Mm. and Saturn being there can a little bit of a block for some people um or maybe it would just lead you to your purpose of what you're supposed to create i feel like you're gonna have like this like lightning bolt of inspiration you're gonna have like this channeled like you're gonna channel something like something crazy like uh um what's the like the human design system (laughs) you're gonna be Oh my god, totally. In like something public because that's your midheaven. I feel like it's gonna help everybody. Yeah, and oh my god, how, how does your midheaven come through for you? Because I struggle so much with that since finding that out. Okay, I- so I'm a wannabe Leo. <laughs> Like, I love Leos, and I, like, always thought I was very Leo, but, like, that's the only Leo I have in my chart, but I, like, cling on to it, and I'm like, I love it. Like, and so, okay, so I had a astrology reading with Jeff Hinshaw, and, which was amazing, And I was like, I always really felt like a Leo. And he was like, well, you have your midheaven in Leo, which is, um, he was like, the mantra for Leo is I create. And Capricorn is I build. And I was like, well, I don't really feel like I build. And then I was like, but I like to build things with my hands and create things with my hands. And he was like, yeah, (laughs) it's like, exactly so I feel like it's like creating things and it's interesting that I started this podcast right at my Saturn return I think that that's like super interesting to me and I feel like it's a very public thing um it feels like just like this passion like this like pouring out of myself to others like and I feel like we're always, it feels very vulnerable too, like how the strength card feels, Um, especially like making, it's one thing to make art for yourself, but it's another thing to make your art public and like in a way to serve people also. It's also interesting um, that I have my north node is Aquarius and then my south node is Leo. And so... With my south node being Leo and also my midheaven being Leo, I feel like it's like asking me to drop the need to be seen 
and just like allow what needs to come through to come through to the collective and it's like really letting like the negative vibrations of Leo go where it's like this selfish thing but creating for like a bigger purpose so that's what I'm like trying to do. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's great. What are your north and south nodes in? Uh, my north node is Scorpio and my south node is Taurus. Oh, that's so, so perfect. Yeah, I actually I I feel really comfortable in a lot of the like when I see my birth chart. There's a lot of like oh I'm I'm really pleased with that position. <laughs> but yeah, I. I also don't know what to do with most most of them, but I really appreciate, I guess, the choice. I don't know if everybody's of the belief that they made the choice to be born when they were born, um, but I kind of do feel strongly about choosing the circumstances that I placed myself into. Um, and I just, I don't know. I really like it. I find it really interesting. I don't know if I've mentioned, but my mom, her birthday is actually, we're born on the same day and our years are the opposite so she was born in 1959 and I was born in 1995 wow Um, that's spooky it is it's like one of my favorite weird things about and you guys are both Geminis yeah oh my god (laughs) it's crazy and like there's so many and she's got so much Leo she has so much Leo in her chart wow you guys are like balancing each other in a very Wow. (laughs) It's always sticky with family. (laughs) Sticky is the wrong word, but like, uh, like, you know, messy. It's so interesting. I think the only, I think the tricky thing for us is that our moons are square to each other, which, you know, can be. Like emotionally at odds. Yeah. Yeah. We're emotional. The things we need to feel emotionally satisfied are conflicting. What's her moon? Yeah, especially if it's like the air, the wa- the water it can almost be like a yeah. torpedo. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like little stirring bit. things up. Yeah. And then like feeling them too much. And it's like, ah, oh, just like, yeah, stop. I need a compound. <laughs> but it's really cool. That is cool. Yeah, my dad is a Pisces. And it was really neat because he said he had a dream. We were all trying to, like, guess when my brother's baby was going to come. And my brother is born on the last day of Aquarius. And my dad was like, I had this dream that she's going to be born on your birthday. And she was born on his birthday. And I was like, holy shit. And, like, thinking that he's a Pisces and it happened in a dream and, like, uh, it's just so weird. You know, I'm going to have to go check my mom's chart for Pisces because she has so many psychic dreams. Like, she Oh, well, she has the Cancer Moon. Yeah. Would that be it? Yes. That's, like, super connected to the moon. It's, like, Cancer rules the moon, right? I mean, and yeah. Pisces. I would think they, like, both... Rule the moon. I would think 
feeling and Pisces is a little more creative. But yeah, I, I would think they are pretty similar in that way. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think they're very similar. Yeah. I feel like Scorpio is just like the most intense <laughs> of all the water signs. What do you feel like? I feel like Sagittarius is the most intense fire sign. Yeah, or do you think, or maybe Aries? I don't think Aries. <laughs> I feel like Aries, but that might just be because I like I know a big Aries personality, mm. and like they were the kind of person. Like I don't, I'm not the kind of person to see an aura, but this person literally, when they walk in a room, you just feel red. know a lot of Aries I'm just thinking of my mom my mom is a Sagittarius and okay. she is like a big personality like a general yeah, I think it's just fire signs just find a way they just make it happen they're just they're here they're blazing <laughs> yeah. I wish I had more fire sometimes I think it happened last Leo season I never thought about Leo and then I just I saw so many people celebrating their Leo birthdays and being very Leo about it. And I was just like, I kind of want to be a Leo. And then I found out it's my midheaven and I was like, I have to connect to Leo. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, totally. And I feel like I don't have a lot of fire. Like thinking if I chose my signs, I feel like everything I do is fire. Like I'm always creating so it's almost like I don't have it because I'm meant to always create it. Okay. So I kind of like that idea. I like that too. That's really interesting. Yeah. So what's your uh, birth card? Like soul card with tarot? Have you ever looked? I don't know if I have. What? How do you so do you just one? add up your birthday. Add up all the numbers. And then get like the least, yeah, just add them up real quick. Um, Or I can add them up for you. I have a calculator. Okay, Okay, yeah, that'd be better. Um, Okay, so what's your birthday? Six, seven, and then would it be 1995 or just 95? Nine, one plus nine plus nine plus five. Okay, so 37, so it would be... So 10, but then that would reduce down to 1. Well, it would be like the Wheel of Fortune and the Magician. But the Magician would be like your main one. Ooh, that's so cool. How do you feel about that? That's interesting. I definitely feel like... So, okay. So I've kind of figured it out piece by piece as I've been diving into astrology. I've known I'm a creative person my whole life. It's, it doesn't come to me as a surprise, but I do not feel creative or like adequate enough to be creative if we're being honest. So I think seeing all of these signs point to like, bitch, suck it up, go create. Is just oh my God, happen. you're going to create the most amazing thing when that Saturn return comes, like whatever you're going to like channel that week, like the magician's a channeler too. Yeah. So, like, I, I really am trying, like, I normally would never, ever have agreed to 
to a podcast, um, but I challenged myself to be on um, Leah Rising. Jenna I Hoffman's loved podcast. that. I loved your episode. And that was um, so scary. Like, so scary. I'm just so shy. But I was like, if I gotta be, like, if Leo is there, if I need to embrace <laughs> alignment, yeah, totally. I just kind of have to do it. Yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. So I'm just, I'm really trying to put in the work before the Saturn return hits. That way it can be like, oh, look at this beautiful creation of the Saturn return and not like, let me cut your head off convincing you to create. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I can't wait to see what happens. It's only, when is it? It's going to be so many years from now. I know. It's going to be in 2025, which I do see. I, I like my birth year because I feel like it just makes everything so rounded. I'm going to turn 30 in 2025 just I like the fives really you like the fives I feel like fives contraction (laughs) it's It's true if I'm familiar with it I'm ready just don't surprise me so how do you feel like the page of cups I pulled this before we chatted I love that card um very frequently when I am on my daily walks around my neighborhood and I am staring at ducks in a pond and just enjoying how beautiful life is so I think that's a great card I love that how do you do you feel like it shows up as inspiration for you or Um, I think from like at least in my life I think it shows up as a reminder that like it's beautiful that I am still in touch with these things because I feel sometimes pressured to be like, you know, why are you going to go on a walk and just stare into a lake and just feel happy? <laughs> and I don't know why people want to say that as if it's a negative thing. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. God um, forbid. But, yeah, like, I'll have, like, I'm in a wheelchair, so, like, when I'm sitting there in front of the pond, people will just walk up to me and be like, are you okay? Like, what are you doing? Is there something over there that you're looking at? <laughs> I'm like, just chilling. Yeah, you should try it. <laughs> I mean, these are like adults either somewhere where the normal age range of people I see are like 40 to 70. So like everybody said that millennials are so in their tech bubble, but like these are adults that are like very confused about why somebody would sit outside. Yeah, and like they can't sit still themselves. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, so I, I really love how this card comes up. I think it's just a reminder that it's, so important to not feel pressured to get away from the beautiful small things that make you happy in life oh yeah to drop into the moment I feel like that's so much about the cups yeah yeah Mm -hmm. just like feeling it because it really comes through when I'm just feeling the water feeling yeah feeling feeling the energy of the moment Ooh, I never really thought of that yeah and thinking about it with like Mm-hmm, like Pisces and the watery seasons of, like, really feeling the moment. Yeah, like, if you can think of any time in your life where you've just been, like, this is what it feels like to be alive, I love that. Wow, I've never thought of that with the Page of Cups and, like, feeling, like, the newness of every moment, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, why would you sit here when you've sat here before? It's like, well, I've never sat here in this moment. Yes, 
and even if you, like even if everything about it feels the same and you can't even find something about it that feels different just the fact that it's happening in a new second because nothing is guaranteed so it's like the fact that this is still here the next day or the next week like that's still new and fresh because like it, nothing's guaranteed so it's just really fun yeah <laughs> i love that that's beautiful and especially with the Page of Cups, thinking about it like earth and water, too. Like, yeah. really honoring, like, the feeling of the earth around us. Like, that very, um, I don't know, just, like, very tangible. Yeah. And especially, yeah. like, do you have the Supra Oracle deck? I don't think I do, no. It's, they have this card, and it's, like, everydayness. And, like, just, like, thinking about things that are just so ordinary-seeming, but, like, finding the magic within it is so beautiful. Absolutely. I love, like, finding magic in in mundane moments. It's just, I don't know. I can't think of anything better than finding a way. Like, there was a long time in, like, high school where there was just so much pressure to be, like, logical, to be taken seriously, especially as somebody that grew up being perceived as female, it's just like, if you're not super logical, nobody's going to take you seriously. Like you can't be off in this fantasy land, but it's like, why? Who said? Totally. Having more fun. I like things more. I have better perspective in my opinion. No offense, but some offense. Uh (laughs) Yeah. And like, why not? Like, there's so much to be gained in that like dream of Pisces. Like, that's where we connect with the divine, right? It's, like, that's where, like, our spirit is. Yeah, and when you can, like, let yourself exist in a space where, like, nothing is right and wrong, nothing is good and bad, like, you're just feeling things, it's just so nice. Yeah, and that's really living in the moment. And, like, being present. And I heard this beautiful thing by Eckhart Tolle where he was talking about When you live in the past or the future, you're living in the horizontal. But then when you're living in the present, you're living in the vertical. And he just kept, like, pointing out, like, stop living in the horizontal. Stop it. And then, like, thinking about, like, that visual of, like, the vertical. And when you come into the present, this whole, like, other world that was hidden to your perception is now available even though it may seem invisible even though it may seem like you're still on the horizontal but like this and then also that idea like a world between worlds and it's like that's all opened up in the moment and it's disguised in this horizontal world of the art of the ordinary but it's like there's this whole like other dimension of <laughs> I don't know if I'm going too far with it, but like this whole other no, world no. of magic, like layered underneath, that's like able for us to access at any point just by like really feeling and dropping in to the moment. It's like available to anybody, no matter who you are, what you're doing, um, whatever about you, like it's there for us. I love that. Yeah. 
I feel like I've been chatting you up for the past hour and I could keep chatting with you, but how do you feel after all of that? Fun. That was, was fun. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, not really. Just, you know, come follow me on Moss and Bones on Instagram. I'd love to talk to you guys. You can DM me anytime. Um, yeah, that's all. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you wouldn't mind if you could rate and review it, that would be awesome and it helps other people find the podcast or maybe just tell a friend. All right, well, enjoy the rest of your week, your weekend, whenever you're listening to this. Have a fabulous day and I love you. Bye.